Hello, and welcome to the Intentional Healing Podcast, the show that dives deep into issues that disrupt the lives of BIPOC folk in urban communities. Because we understand that people from the hood need healing too. We just need to be intentional about it. I am your host, Franca Clanton Higgins, and today we are going to talk about the mind-body connection with Chef Lee Mel Dura, aka Compton Vegan. So grab your water, grab your tea or your Hennessy. We are about to tap in with one of Compton's finest. All right. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. All right. So I know we had some off-camera conversations just to warm up the palates. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But um, in this podcast, what I like to do is get people warmed up to the mic. You know, check one, check two. So I do that by asking a series of questions about who they are. All right, you ready? Should be easy. Oh, we see. Right, let's see. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is black. Ah, black, 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 oh, black, 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 <laughs> so black. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what does the color black signify for you? Um, uh, black for me is just a, a powerful color. Mm. Um, I know a lot of times in history when people uh, refer to black something, it's always a, a negative connotation um, attached to it. So. Me, I, I, I see the color as powerful opposed to anything negative. Like you got black plagues and, and all other type of stuff. But for me, black is power. I love it. I'm here for it. So we got black as the powerful color. Okay, so what's your favorite song? Wow. Um, favorite song. Mm, that's tough because, you know, it, it all depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So if you're trying to get hype, if I'm trying to get hype. What song you play? Uh, probably uh, "Hard in the Paint" by Waka Flocka. Oh, he got the Waka Flocka flame popping. If you're trying up. to go hard, you know, you go, you go hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're trying to, you know, be mellow and chill, mellow what song do chill. you play? Um, wow, that's a good one too, because you know it, it's, it's different levels of mellow and chill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, okay, so you chilling with. The homies, are you chilling with yourself um, and you just want to relax? Chilling with myself, just want to relax. I'll probably uh, put, a, I got a, a, a playlist um, on Tidal mm-hmm. where it's all of like DJ Quick's instrumentals. So uh, if I'm just trying to chill, I'll probably listen to that right there. Quick's groove? Yeah. Yeah. Which one you prefer, one or two? No, he go up to like seven, eight. I know, but I like the first two. So which one you like, one or two? Man, uh, I probably go with the first one. I knew it. The original one. That it's hard to. It's hard to. You know. Hard. Okay. Yeah. Also, I get excited because I'm like, I remember back in the days when we were growing up on the east side, and you throw that in in the middle of the night when you're supposed to be in the house and you're not in the house, but your mama don't know that you're not in the house, <laughs> and you rolling down with the windows. Oh, man, I've brought some memories that I can talk about. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love those days. And so, um, okay, so if you were trying to set the mood with your lady. Yeah, set the mood with my lady. Man, uh, well, you know, you you really can't go wrong uh, listening to anything from the the 70s, so Mm. really. Um, I think that's the 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 best genre or the best era of music. 
um, pretty much all the soulful music that came out the seventies. So he means those songs that come on at two o'clock in the morning for that um, distant lover. Yep. You ever see that commercial? Yeah, yeah, yep. the greatest hits. Greatest hits. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so I I can dig it. Okay, so now. Let's look at favorite movies. Okay, so I know with my previous guest, he broke it down by genre. Mm-hmm. So if you were to, do you have a favorite movie or do you also have a favorite movie by genre? Um, I mean, I could go favorite movie by genre, but overall, my favorite movie of all time is The Matrix. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that That's one of those movies I saw that kind of had me looking at the life and the world that we live in in a totally different aspect mm. you know what I mean and uh pretty much all the lessons that I learned in that movie mm-hmm. are things that I took away from it as lessons to be learned where you know we we, we really live in a system oh. you know we really live in a system and Absolutely. those those who have the neo kind of mentality are the ones that are able to do things outside of the the norm mm. basically I yeah. like that I like that because it's absolutely true um, when we think about how we exist, the sisters we exist in, and why they were set up yeah. for us to exist in a certain way, not just as black people, but as human beings under types of government, um, infrastructures, all of that. Yeah. Um, we might have to do a show about that, huh, TVG? I would, okay. I, would, I wouldn't see why not. <laughs> I, I mean, it you needs know. to be discussed because it really impacts us on an energetic level, mm-hmm. financial level, and yeah. spiritual level, yeah. and how we operate and move because mm-hmm. it's a game that's set up for us to play it a certain way. Yep. And so yep. I got you. So that was one of those um, after dark conversations where huh. everybody's sitting on the porch. Yeah. And we just having those type of conversations. For real. What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. All these Capricorns. Where yeah. are y'all coming from? Um, our mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you a December Capricorn or January? I'm a Christmas Eve baby. Oh, you are yeah. Christmas Eve? Okay, now growing up, mm-hmm. how did that impact your birthday celebrations? Well, you know, uh, you know, once again, it's one of those things that shaped you as a as an individual. Um, as a kid, you know, you used to get the the birthday and the Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got older, and things started costing a little bit more. And then you know, you started getting combined presents and <laughs> gifts. You know, like everybody else, wait, you know, the whole year to you know unwrap their presents for for Christmas, and uh, yeah, you know, and then they get a birthday party too. <laughs> And, you know, they have birthday weeks and birthday months right, and stuff like right. that where people party all the time. But when I got older, uh, it was just like a, a one or the other kind of thing. So Dang. once again, that just set me up to know that if I want something, mm-hmm. I shouldn't wait until a certain time to get it. I should just go out and get it myself and not wait for the expectation of somebody to give me something. Look at you dropping seeds already. We well, I mean, that's why, that's why we're here, right? Right. That's why I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I already knew you was going to come through dropping some seeds. (laughs) Okay, so what is an interesting fact about you? An interesting fact about me? Um, Man. Something that's not public knowledge? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, my life, I pretty much put it on display Mm -hmm. um, from, you know, the, the TED Talk I Kind of laid everything out there. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about how I had so many different jobs and whatnot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Okay. To, to say something that people don't know already, <laughs> honestly. So, do you think because I see you as a public figure? Yeah. 
Um, and your TED Talk is getting views, views upon views. That's what's up. And I'm just going to drop this plug. Um, I am the primary licensee of TEDx Compton Boulevard. That's right. And out of all the speakers thus far, Lee Mel's talk has gotten the most views. That's what's up. Shout out to all the viewers. Yes, yes. And shout out to all my TEDx Compton Boulevard speakers. Super Lee, shout out. Yes, but Lee Mel, when you came in and you did your talk, I was like, oh, he got layers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you know what? You have been very transparent. But if you could think of something that you're like, ah, oh, I don't know if they know. Do you know how to dance? Um, yeah, I just don't do like, okay, that's an interesting one. I don't like the line dance. Oh! Yeah, I'm probably like one of the only black people who don't like the line so dance. So you, you ain't doing no shuffle. I don't like getting out there being, I guess I've been socially distancing for a long time. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> this has always been your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but shout out to everybody who get out there and get down. You know, I, I ain't mad at you. I just You the person I, on the sideline like, chilling. yeah, yeah. Okay, chilling. I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay, so he can dance. Yep. He just doesn't dance in lines. Yeah. Which I'm not mad because it takes that one person to throw the whole thing off <laughs> and everybody mad. So, okay. Now, what are three words that describe how you feel right now? Um, energized, uh, motivated, and focused. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I love it because we all focused on making sure people go to your GoFundMe huh. to make sure you get that brick and mortar Man. and bring that healthy eating to our community. Yeah, every dollar given to that to that GoFundMe is 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 a bonus. It's a blessing, um, and it, and it's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. You know that put it on the individuals who donate its heart and, and mind to say, you know what, I want to help this person achieve their goals. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm 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 energized, motivated, and focused on trying to get it myself. Right. You know, but allowing others to you know join in in the process. All right, yeah. let them bless you. Absolutely, let them bless you. So this is um, our last um, get to know you question. Okay. East side or west side? West side. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> without hesitation, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go into. I just can I share this interesting thing about Lee Mel? I don't know if he knows this. I don't know if I mentioned it to him before. Okay, so I went to SC with his brother, hmm. right? And I never forget when I went vegetarian, right? And I ordered food from Compton Vegan. This is back when you were personally delivering stuff yeah. yourself and you knocked on my door. Huh. And I stood there for a minute. I was like, why is you cheating on my <laughs> And I kind of looked at you. I was like, because you guys favor a lot. Yeah, and so I was, that's my twin. Oh, my God, because he dressed up like you for Halloween. So when you brought me the food... I kind of looked through my bar door for a minute. I said, like, why is Eugene? Right. How did Eugene get here? Right. So then after further research, I found out you guys were brothers. So I was like, oh, that makes Right. Okay, so yeah. I just had to share that because it. You know really, what? I don't remember that. I know you had just started. Yeah, and you were delivering food yourself. I mean, I was so, on the grind. Yeah, so that's how long it's been yeah. since I've been following that's you. That's what's up. So I remember you knocked on my door and you was like, "You brought the food," and I was like, "Why, Gene, on my porch?" But shout out for the support. Yeah, I've been supporting you from day one. Day one. Yes, that's what's up. <laughs> so now we're gonna go into our identity questions. So, Limel, what are your core values? What do you hold true to you? Um, putting uh, your family above your personal gains. 
um, putting your community above anybody else's community and um, staying true to yourself, you know, realizing what you like and what you don't like as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And then the things that you don't like, stay away from them. And then the things that you do like, give it y'all. Mm. Okay, that's a word right there. Yeah. So now let's look at this. How does your core values connect to who you are and what you do? Man, um, so every day I wake up, um, I am Compton Vegan. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm giving everything that I have to Compton Vegan. And Compton Vegan represents my community, first and foremost. Um, and then secondly, it's, it's for my family. You know, uh, I'm doing everything that I can do on a daily basis to put my future generations of family members in positions to where, one, they're financially set, and two, they're walking into a world that was better than the world that I found. Mm -hmm. um, through health, you can change your mentality, and uh, if, if you're putting the right things into your body, I feel like you're gonna give nothing but positive energy out, and then that positive energy turns into walking down the street and looking at somebody sideways, they look at you sideways, and the next thing you know is two people catching fade, and you never know what could happen at the end of that, opposed right. to you know having a, a positive vibe about yourself to where you're walking down the street and you acknowledge the person that you see. And uh, you know you, you never know, you might end up being that person's friend later on down in life, but you know the initial interaction will be much different mm. just because of the mentality. So. And, and I think that is absolutely wonderful that you stated that because when we are thinking back to when we heard your TED talk and you talked about the Daniel Fast, mm -hmm. right, and how that had an impact on your perception and on who you are, I think what you just stated is absolutely correct because what we feed our bodies, we feed our spirit, and what we feed our spirit, we're feeding our mind, and that means energetically it is a ripple effect. So I really, I like that example that you gave because if you are attuned to self through food, spirit, and all these other things, it comes out yep. in different ways. Yep. Go ahead. Keep planting those seeds. Okay. Hey, I'm a gardener. <laughs> he literally is a gardener. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my questions always build on each other. So based on what you just stated, mm -hmm. how would you describe your relationship with yourself? Um. Going back to that Daniel fast, um, I had to find myself again um, or come to come to reality or come to grips with who I felt comfortable being moving forward mm -hmm. from that particular space and time in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so who I am now is a, a, a direct reflection of who I became then, just more seasoned, more mature mm -hmm. and, and, and further along in my in my in my journey, you know, further along in my faith and further along in, you know, just relationships that I've built with myself and the people closest to me. Okay. So do you feel like your relationship with yourself um, lays the foundation for your relationship with others and your relationship with your business and your relationship with your community? Absolutely. Um, uh, I forget the, the saying, but... Um, you, you can't do for others unless you can do for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much how I felt then. Like, I got a lot of people that I know or are looking towards me for motivation, mm -hmm. encouragement, 
um, so on and so forth. Just somebody that can be there. You know, I've been uh, when I was coaching. You know, I'm, I'm a father figure to those to those guys, right. or a big brother figure, depending mm-hmm. on how old they are, how mature they think they are, right? Um, or the circumstances that they've gone through up until the point that they met me. Mm-hmm. Teacher, same thing. Um, so, knowing that I had to be my best self, it makes me walk out the house, um, making sure that I'm doing what I got to do mm-hmm. to be a positive example to anybody that I come across, and. Okay. Um, that pretty much helps me to have positive relationships with the people that I interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also helps me to realize that energy is very important. And sometimes you shouldn't overextend positive energy to individuals who aren't going to reciprocate that energy back to you because then you turn into like a battery. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the positive side, but then you got that negative side just draining the life out of you. Right. I like to try to keep my battery on charged. What? Okay, yeah. charge them batteries, folks. Yep. Don't let folks drain you. Yep. Tell them if it ain't about reciprocity, you don't want it. Hey, okay. Big old facts. <laughs> big old facts. So as we move into the last question of this segment, I want you to share with the listeners, um, what was a pivotal moment in your life? Just one? <laughs> you can share two, hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, pivotal moment in my life? Uh. I'm going to say when uh, my mom and my dad split up. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right before I graduated the eighth grade. Um, so the transition to, you know, two parents in the household to just having uh, one parent okay. uh, was the probably the, the biggest shift for me mm-hmm. because I was always, you know, doing a lot on my own. I lived in my own world okay. for as long as I can remember. Um, but when I had to basically step up and start being a, a, a responsible big brother mm-hmm. to Eugene, I'm also taking a step into manhood because right after high school, you know, that's, that's the real world. Right. That's when they can charge you as an adult. Right. You know, um, so that's when you can vote, you know, that's when you can buy a lottery ticket to get out the, the situation that you're in. If, if God bless you with them numbers. Right. But that was the most pivotal point for me in my life mm-hmm. um, up until um, my divorce. Okay. When uh, when I started going through a divorce process, that was the next shift, mm-hmm. which pretty much propelled me into the life that I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so going from boy to man, you know, basically on my own is how I looked at it. And then going from young man to grown man in the in the divorce process because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't the most perfect person. Right. Um, and I'll be the first to admit it. Mm-hmm. But um, that was the first step to actually getting to where I am now. Admitting that I'm not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Admitting that I've made decisions that um, probably have cost me some of the things that I've accumulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't hold that against myself. Um, and I can't hold it against the people that were involved in any of those situations either. So I can't right. be mad at my mom. Right. Can't be mad at my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, can't be mad at my ex-wife. Can't right. be mad at anybody who influenced her to do whatever she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it all boils down to the core, it's what do I do moving forward? Mm-hmm. So um, when I was becoming my uh, becoming a big brother and a father figure for Eugene, mm-hmm. um, 
I stepped it up and, you know, look what it, where he's at today. Right. You know, and he'll be one of the first people to um, acknowledge that, you know, I had a big part in him turning out to the person that he is. Right. Uh, because I knew the lessons that I was teaching him at, you know, second grade, second, third grade mm -hmm. were going to be what propels him into whatever God has called him to do. Um, so, and then the, the next... The next phase was just me being me and, you know, spreading my wings and flying. Mm, spread your wings. Yeah. Okay. So that is beautiful because what you basically explained was your growth, right? Mm -hmm. The development, the trajectory, and the transformation. Absolutely. Right? And that's a beautiful thing because when we look at healing, it's not always beautiful mm -mm. and it's not always clean. Yeah. And it, it looks like you faced your demons um, in order to heal yourself yep. so that way you can be a better version of yourself to operate within the lives of others. Yep. And it seemed like you recognized that at a very early age, which is, you know, when you when you talk about your student, you said for those who think they're mature, right? Yeah. Because it is a mindset. Absolutely. And so, you know, we just want to commend you for being able, I'll call it your shadow self. Hmm. Right when you're able to look at those parts of yourselves that's unhealed, so you know what you need to work on to be a better version of yourself. Right, and it seems that you face those parts of you, so that way we can get the best of you. So, all right, that's a nice way to end this segment. All right, so, all right, everybody, hold on for a second. We are getting ready to go into section two, the second healing session, where we're going to dive a little bit deeper with. Lee Mel and see what else he's going to plant in our spirit today. Hmm. This episode of the Intentional Healing Podcast is sponsored by VCH Prosperity Consultant. VCH Prosperity Consultant office coach, offers coaching services, support groups, and workshops to help you turn your hurt into healing. Book your session today at www.prosperwith.com vch.com that's www.prosperwithvch.com All right, Emil, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I appreciate all those nuggets you dropped earlier. I appreciate it. So now we're going to go into healing session two, where we reclaim our power, we tap into our power. And so we're looking at the mind-body connection. And so how do you define mind-body connection? Um, so as far as the mind, um, the mind controls everything. You know, um, if I said... Uh, I want to pick my right arm up. I could say I want to pick my right arm up, and my right arm could be, you know, well and capable of lifting up, but my mind controls my arm to lift it up. Exactly. You know, so the mind-body connection, the mind is everything, and the body is nothing without the mind. Mm. Yeah. I love that. So that's why when we think about changing habits, such as eating habits mm -hmm. or not smoking or drinking or things of that nature, it's important to train our mind to be able to do that. Yeah. So you got to rewire them synapses firing off in your brain. Definitely. All right. I love that. And let me not go too deep into brain. Um, okay. So 
whenever I talk about trauma and stuff like that, it's always important. Mindfulness. It's always important that we understand how powerful our mind is. Yep. And when you properly train it, like you train your body for a marathon or whatever, it can do such amazing things that is for your body and for your life. Have you ever seen that? I think it's called Limitless. I've heard about it. I think my husband watched that one. You can like, like you. T- I think it's to take you take a pill, pill right. and then your brain you increase the activities in your brain because right. we don't even use the majority of we our do brain. Not. So what you're saying is like spot on. Yeah, because we don't understand the power. Have you ever ran a marathon before? No. Okay, so well, uh, I'm on a marathon right now. Ah, it continues. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, <laughs> So, um. I ran a marathon. I did one thirteen point one. Okay. The rest of after that thirteen point one, I was done. So I was like, I'll do my little five Ks or three Ks. But I remember how hard it was when I got to mile eight, and I had to literally talk to myself to keep focused, to keep going, because I was ready to sit down. Yeah. So, and mind you, I trained for months for this thirteen point one, but when I got to mile eight, my body was like, no. But I had to tell my mind, keep going, keep going, yep. push through, oh, push yeah. through. Yep. And so I did complete it. It took me like three and a half hours, but I did but it. But you did it. Right. And so that mind-body connection is absolutely pivotal in reaching goals or standing your marathon, right? Yeah. Yep. And so how do you know for you individually, how do you know when you need to heal your body? And are there steps that you take to make this happen? Uh, my body would tell me when it's had too much, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's all about that that connection. Like if you're in tune with what's going on upstairs, mm-hmm. and you're in tune with what's going on inside of you, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to diagnose yourself quicker than quick. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> dang, oh man, I need some orange juice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, stuff like that. But um, for me, just being being in tune helps me to like navigate. And uh, my body would tell me, like, okay, you've you've worked 22 days in a row, 12 mm-hmm. hours a week. I mean, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, won't you sleep in a little bit today? Right. You know? Um, but right now, you know, I'm uh, I'm energized, so I'm not even feeling, you know, down or anything like that. I'm, I'm extra motivated to just keep going and going and, and doing everything that I got to do. I love that. And I also, when you think about when you first decided to – changed what you were feeding your body. Um, I know you discussed that you felt a certain way after the Daniel fast and then you try to go back to yeah. a different way. So for those who haven't heard your TED talk, can you explain to us that moment where you realized your body was like, nah, this ain't it? For sure. Um, so for 40 days, um, I basically changed all my eating habits, things that I, I grew up eating you know, as a kid, all the way up until, you know, grown man status, um, you know, I, I just stopped. I basically went cold turkey for 40 days. And the things that I learned about the food um, and then the, the the benefits of the foods that we eat and mm-hmm. how it's supposed to either, you know, give us energy or, you know, help us keep our skin fresh or, you know, just just all different types of properties of the foods that we were eating. Um, when I felt like my fast was over, my 40 days were up and I had accomplished what I thought that I wanted to accomplish, I went back and started eating some of the stuff that, you know, I was accustomed to. Right. And, uh, I, I was, it just, I, my, I felt terrible okay. to, to break it down. I felt terrible. And 
it's not a feeling that was something new because the same way I felt back in the days when I was eating this stuff mm-hmm. is the same way I felt right then in that moment. Right. But back then it was cool. We would call it the itis or we would, <laughs> we would just say we, we ate too much. Or, right. You know, what we ate was, was not good for us. And it's, mm-hmm. it, our body feeling that way is our body being in tune with our body. It, our body was trying to tell us then, like, man, why we we good, you know, but we like, nah, we, we liked how it went down. Right. You know, it may not come out great or it may not even sit well <laughs> in does, there, but, you know, uh, can't wait till next week when I eat it again, <laughs> you know? So uh, at the end of my 40 days, I was feeling that way. And I just, I just knew that I had developed a, a new lifestyle mm-hmm. for myself, for me to be the best version of me. Okay. Now it doesn't work for everybody probably, right. you know, um, some people may still want to do this or still want to do that, and I don't. Right. But that doesn't stop anybody from being their best self. Right. Because your best self is your best self. You know, your best self can't be my best self because <laughs> I'm doing me. Right. You know what I mean? So whatever it, whatever it takes for you to be in tune with yourself. I and love that. The, the more in tune you're in with yourself or the more in tune you are with yourself, mm-hmm. your body will let you know what it needs to let you know. But if you're listening... You make changes. And see, you know what? You're the type of vegan that I rock with because you don't shame. No disrespect to anyone out there listening right now because we never want people to feel um, that they're being targeted, (laughs) right? But um, I've seen instances where we have vegans who really, really go hard Mm -hmm. and attack people. And I'm like, if you really want to institute change in people, that's not the way to do it. You got to just be a reflection. Got to be the change. You are a reflection of that positive type. Like You're like, look, this is my lifestyle. This is what it's done for me. And what it does, since you're not even throwing it in people's face, well, you shouldn't do this and your body is that, you're just like, this is what worked for me, even with... The shirt that you have on yep. right now. Can you read your shirt to people? Yeah, so this is my, my newest sweater that I released. <laughs> <laughs> and what does it say? Um, it says uh, plant-based for the animals, plant-based for the planet, but most importantly, plant-based for me. See, that's what this is the type of vegan I rock with. Because yeah. I got your shirt that says soy-free and sucker-free. Because I'm like, the I support. rock with that. Yeah. But I just love the fact that you educate and then you empower through you, your lifestyle, how yeah. attuned you are to your body. Yeah. And that encourages people to do it as opposed to you having dead animals on your page. It's like, look at what you do when you eat a burger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it's different. I guess it's different levels of activism. Yes. Um, you have, uh, just like, you know, political parties, you got extreme this or extreme that, and right. then you got the people that's in the middle, and you got the independents who could be swayed either way. Right. Um, as far as me uh, and my lifestyle, um, I'm not a preachy vegan, and I think that's the 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 category that you're looking for without bashing anybody. Right. Uh, preachy vegan, trying to put your beliefs or uh, what you know off onto me mm-hmm. in a, a forceful way. Right. You know. Right. So everything that I've done has just been very subtle. Basically, it. so like like you said with the sweater, like um, if you see it and you read it, like he's plant based, right? You know, you're not. It doesn't say you should be plant based too, or I'm coming to your house right. and I'm gonna do something to you. You know, like <laughs> even though you should be plant based, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I know what I need to do to to change the world. I love that. Um, and uh, like you said, if I can be a reflection of the change that I want to see, mm-hmm. then. Uh, you never know what we're looking at 
you know, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, another generation from now, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I love that. Yeah. And that's how we want things. Well, that's how I like things done. Um, for me, remember, it's about what I feel. Okay. So, because everybody got to do their own thing. You yeah, already said that. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> definitely. So, but how do you know? We talked about how you know when you need to heal your body, but mm-hmm. how do you know when you need to heal your mind? What type of mental exercises do you do to make this happen? Now, that's a good one. Um, the mind. Uh, it's a terrible thing to waste, like they <laughs> like they used to say back in the day. Right, right. Um, and uh, if if you're not taking care of your mind, you're not gonna be no good to nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And uh, how I calm my mind down is uh, I sleep. Mm. I sleep, and uh, I like to sleep uninterrupted. <laughs> you know. And uh, but I get the best sleep when I don't go to sleep until I feel like I've done everything. For the day. Okay. And being able to, you know, work for myself and, and, and be myself is giving me the opportunity to actually do that um, when I need to do it. Right. Uh, but back in the day, I, I would stay up and then I'd have to go to sleep at a certain time. I had to force myself to go to sleep because I had to be able to be on my best right. the next day to go coach or to teach and to be out of my own personal element. Uh, but now, um, just sleeping gives me like the the power that I need. You you recharge when you sleep. When you sick and you and you go to sleep, you'll wake up feeling a little bit better. Right. Because your body had time to rest and, and, and rejuvenate. Um and uh if I'm not able to get sleep, mm-hmm. um I'll just meditate. Just sit in peace okay. and um and, and not want to be bothered. Okay, good. And uh just just find my own personal zen mm-hmm. and then move forward. Knowing that uh, I'm on a mission and all the energy that I just stored up, it's time to give it all back. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Okay, so that means that you take time for self to rest mm-hmm. so that way you can have purpose of clarity and be able to operate the way you need to operate. Yeah. And then you also meditate so that way you can have that time with your mind, with your body, so you can tap in mm-hmm. so that way you can prepare for rest as well. Right. I get my best ideas um, either when I'm sleeping or when I'm meditating. So I, those are the those are the two spaces that I would rather be in all day if I could. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a lot of work to be done. So yeah. Whew. Speaking of work to be done, my next question. See, I love how I love when you're talking to somebody and everything just flows yeah. right into the next thing. Yeah. So my next question is, you know, you from Compton? Mm-hmm. Compton stand up, Compton oh, all day, every day, up. right? So when we think about our community, right, when we think about our community of Compton, what are some ways people can tap into being holistic in the hood? Tap into being holistic in the hood. Mm -hmm. If you have a backyard, Mm -hmm. plant a seed. Mm -hmm. No matter what that seed is, plant it. You know, Um, and watching that seed turn into whatever you just planted is going to give you a different outlook on your life and the world that you live in mm. because whatever seed that you planted was just a dream it was it was an idea like you thought if i planted this seed then this seed is going to turn into let's say a cucumber plant right or a watermelon plant or a- anything you know um once you start to see that seed sprout through the dirt you you're the hard work that you put in to actually having a dream or having a vision because having a dream is, is not easy because 
if you have the dream, then it's already mapped out. Right. You know, you've seen what could happen. And that, that takes that takes dedication and, and patience. But that same dedication and patience is what you see from that seed turning into a plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, every step of the way, you grow. The seed, the plant grows. And if you're not growing while that plant is growing, mm-hmm. then you're basically wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And nobody has time to waste because time is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. You know what I mean? So right. that's how I would encourage anybody in, in our community to tap into being a little bit more holistic. Grow something. Mm. And, you know, see 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 how that changes your mentality and your mindset, you know, before you, you know, make your next decision. Mm. You know? Okay. Because now you're practicing planting seeds, which is um, planting your dream or your thought or whatever that is. And then you're tending to it, watering it, doing all those things. So that means your action steps yep. to get whatever you want done. And then as you watch it flow, flourish, you are watching your dream thrive yep. or grow or develop. Yep. Right? So now it's becoming more tangible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. then you're also practicing patience right. and perseverance yep. because you have to be patient and persevere to watch a plant grow. Absolutely. Because huh. nothing happens overnight. No. So you... Being able to say, you know what, I want to, I want to be a a, a clinical therapist, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't just go to sleep tonight and wake <laughs> up like I'm a clinical therapist today, <laughs> right? You got to put the time in, right. you know. You gotta you gotta study what you need to study. Mm-hmm. You need to pass whatever test you need to pass, and then when you walk across that stage and you get your degree, you know that's that's the the cucumber plant giving you a cucumber that you could chop up and put in your salad. Oh, you better come with it. Okay, you know? I, I I can dig it. You know, I already love the fact that you said clinical therapist because yeah. you had me right there. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, because I think it's very critical as as a community. Uh, when I was talking to my uh, first guest um, about what healing looks like in our community, and I love the fact that with what you're doing, healing looks like better food options to connect your mind and body, right? Yeah. So, so you can have focus, feel better. Because when you feel better, you think better, you do better, yeah. right? And even when we look at a lot of interviews that you've done, I, it resonates with me because we're literally sitting out. We can see Popeyes from here right now, right? Yeah. And when we look, and I always have this joke, <laughs> in the hood, you always see a church and a liquor store. Yeah. Right, you have a church and a liquor store, and then a chat casher place. Mm-hmm. And where is the healthy eating? Right, and then we wonder why. And we're not judging people from urban communities, where we're looking at how can we increase resources or access to resources, access to food. Right. right. So this is the type of conversation I'm going towards. Not saying we all in the hood are confused and crazy, right? Because we're not. But what we all deserve is a grocery store mm-hmm. that we could get fresh produce from, yep. not a grocery store where people are sending their old produce from the other grocery store, right? right? Um, and when we're looking at farmer's markets and things of that nature, right, we deserve that in Compton. Well, um, God willing, um, I'll be you know, an individual who can uh, fulfill... God's plan for me, mm-hmm. um, and and bring something like that to the city. Um, I'm working on 
uh, a project right now that will be able to, you know, bring what you just said to fruition. And uh, I just got to continue to stay on this marathon. You know, uh, we're going to continue to uh, sell this merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to continue to sell this food. Yep. And uh, we're going to continue to expand. And one day we're going to have a, a, a farmer's market in the city of Compton. And I, I hope to be the catalyst to, to make that happen. Mm. Well, we are going to send you our thoughts and our prayers and our meditative good energy. We don't like haters over here. Yeah, um, nah. Just to make sure all that happens. So are there any final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with? Um. Well, I will say, uh, first of all, it's been a pleasure to be on the show. Um, thank you for having me. And uh, for everybody who, you know, tapped in and listened to this, um, just know that whatever you want to do in life, in this dimension, um, in this reality, you can do it if it's if it's feasible. You can't grow wings out your back and, <laughs> and grow and, and fly or whatnot. But if you want to be a pilot, you could be a pilot. You could you could be in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever you want to do, whatever it is, it's, it's it's humanly possible, no matter what it is. All right. Whew. All right. So um, we know you are a business. You are a brand. So please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, you could uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, Compton Vegan on Instagram. Um, Compton Vegan has a business page on Facebook as well. I think the posts from Instagram automatically load to the Facebook. And uh, ComptonVegan.com um, It's still not like a fully functional website. Um, and that's kind of by design. Mm. Um, I'm still growing as a as a business, but the uh, the domain name was something I purchased before I even sold a plate. So uh, yeah, <laughs> the domain name was something I purchased before I uh, even sold a plate. So uh, it's still a work in progress, and um, you could check it out, but you won't be able to do much on it. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I have a. a a kitchen in West LA. Mm-hmm. I'm operating out of a, a ghost kitchen. Um, it's one one four one nine Santa Monica Boulevard. I know it's not Compton, but you know God is gonna get me to where I need to be right. um, when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, I originally gave myself ten years to get a restaurant in the city of Compton. I've been a business for three, and I have a restaurant. It's just not in the city of Compton. So yet I've I've accomplished. A goal, kinda, but um, <laughs> the ultimate goal is we're we're, we're close. You so, are, yeah. and yeah. So check out um, him at Compton Vegan on all platforms, and make sure that you purchase some merch. And if your heart is so inclined, donate to the GoFundMe. If you don't have it to give, share with your family and friends, and hopefully they have it to give. So Lee Mel, thank you so much for sharing space with us today. Thank you. All right. Thanks for sharing space with us today. Remember, your words have power. Use them to heal, not to harm. You can be hood and holistic. So remember to be intentional with your healing. Till next time. Bye.